I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. HCW Biologics is developing immunotherapies to target chronic inflammation associated with aging. The company's therapeutics are designed to disrupt the link between chronic, low-grade inflammation and age-related disorders. The company believes this type of inflammation is a significant contributing factor to cancer and several chronic conditions, including cardiovascular disease, diabetes, neurodegenerative disease, and autoimmune disease. We spoke to Hing Wang, CEO of HCW Biologics, about the link between chronic inflammation and diseases of aging, the company's immunotherapies, and its platform for developing therapies that target this unwanted inflammation to treat cancer and other diseases. Hang, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you very much for inviting me to your show. We're going to talk about inflammation, diseases of aging, and HEW's efforts to develop immunotherapies to address these conditions. What happens when we age in terms of our immune system, and how does this lead to chronic inflammation? Well, I think it's uh, very simple because the thing about it, when we are young and we have a very good immune system, now the immune system, we use it to get way of a group of cells. We call it, the cells, we call it senescent cells. Now, they have physiological function uh, when and in our body. So what happened is uh, like embryogenesis, uh, 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 tumor genesis, they prevent uh, tumor from growing. And so this have, they have the capability to become so, so-called cellular senescence. What it really means is uh, they really stop growing. And now when they stop growing, they do another function. They will secrete a uh, pro-inflammatory cytokine, chemokine, all that kind of factor, and to do the job. Basically, they would attract uh, the other cell to repair, like a wound healing, a lot of that kind of function. Now, but when they finish their function, um, they're supposed to get eliminated by our competent immune system when we are young. So it's not a problem. But when we get old, that's the problem we come in. Uh, after they, they do their job, and our immune system cannot get rid of them. And so when they uh, accumulate inside our body, and they would pump up more and more pro-inflammatory factor like the cytokine, chemokine, all combine and make our body now uh, have this chronic inflammation. And that's very, very damaging because those uh, uh, factors uh, make the normal cell and become senescent cell also. And then they make more uh, pro-inflammatory 
factor, and so you have a vicious cycle here, and you accumulate a lot of uh, uh, inflammatory factors. Now, those senescent cells are not functional, and when they infect the other, just like like uh, virus, they infect another cell, and that cell, uh, if senescent cell is no physiological function after all, so what it means is just destroy the uh, tissue, the organs function, and come down to um, really age-related disease. So our fun- organ just no, not functional anymore. That kind of uh, uh, reason and they, the information tied to age-related diseases. I think it's a very good example. Um, it's like diabetes. Um, it's a very good example because when the beta cell, they make the very important hormone called insulin, and to adjust the glucose and metabolism. Now, when the beta cell get old, they become senescent and they no longer function. Uh, anyway, so if you don't get away of them, they accumulate, they make the other beta cell no longer function. So it's a cumulative effect. In the end, just uh, the information destroy the function of the cell. And that's why I think the information tied to age-related disease all come down to our immune system. When we get old, we just no longer functional. Well, I mean, go a little deeper for me. How does inflammation lead to disease states? What's the link between chronic low-grade inflammation and age-related conditions beyond diabetes, you know, cancer, cardiovascular disease, neurodegenerative disease? And at the same principle, and when this uh, uh, inflammatory factor accumulate, we call it chronic inflammation, they, may, they would make the functional cell to become senescent cell also. So, um, and it's not just a senescent cell to secrete those factors and make the chronic inflammation. Now, those chronic inflammation come back to make the normal cell to turn them into senescent cell too. And they have a terminology there, they call it uh, a paragraph and an effect of the uh, inflammatory factor. And what it does is they bind to the surface of normal cell and then they turn them into non-functional cell and just like the senescent cell. I think there's a really a cycle there. Senescent cell make uh, those factors to create chronic information, and the chronic information now come back and to hit the tissue, normal tissues, and then turn that into long functional cell. Now, when they are long functional, that means they don't do their job, and we have uh, organ failures, or maybe because the, the cell make up that, that organ no longer function. Um, and I, I uh, when I mention it, uh, and like the diabetes, just just an example like that. But uh, you can you can look at the liver function, the kidney, the same thing. The chronic inflammation basically look like way infective. Uh, they really make the normal cell become non-functional cells, and that's I think that's the link between the inflammation and functional. Um, and tissue. HCW has developed a, a platform technology for designing and 
developing immunotherapeutic protein therapies. How does your Toby platform work? Well, the, the Toby technology we created when we set up XCW Biologics, uh, and I have been in this field for, I would say, 30 years. We built a lot of email therapeutics, uh, a lot of based on the old knowledge um, people have based on like antibody type of scaffold, we call it, to build multifunctional molecule based on that uh, scaffold. Uh, when I build XCW and I know a lot of drawbacks by based on that kind of uh, uh, scaffold. So I create this new scaffold and we call it tissue factor uh, scaffold. And so we can use it to decorate the molecule to uh, be multifunctional. Whatever you can imagine, in, uh, you want to decorate the molecule, you can use it this technology and then bypass the old technology, uh, like the, I, I mentioned the antibody scaffold type platform. And that's what we call it the Toby technology uh, anyway. So with that technology, and I have created uh, over 30 different functional molecules. They have, multi, each one of that have multi-function um, and, and it's designed. Uh, we, whatever we want, we can just basically pop it in, look like, to make it like um, something in nature level happen. Now using that and using our knowledge, the immunology, we know how to decorate a protein like this. So that kind of uh, multifunctional protein, on one hand, can stimulate the immune system. And actually, the way I say it is more look like rejuvenate our immune system. So now they can run after the senescent cell, kill them off. And because uh, now we make the old immune system become new again. And on the other hand, I also decorate protein so you can take care of the inflammatory factors. So which neutralize them effectively. So uh, if you this kind of platform, you just in your uh, any imagination, what you really need to uh, decorate them and do their work. And in our case, we build a molecule, one hand again, just uh, rejuvenate the immune system. One after the senescent cell, kill them all. On the other hand, we neutralizing all the SASB factor to further cut off the chronic inflammation. That's our technology, and it's a really new technology, um, and no one discovered that before, but uh, we put it together now. Uh, we just put it in practice, and um, we have many examples, and we even published uh, scientific uh, paper, peer-reviewed scientific paper to show how we put this technology together. That have been published too. And we have more publication coming out to further show what kind of molecule we create, they can do the job uh, we want them to do. You're looking at a common biologic mechanism across these various agents of diseasing. Are the drugs you're developing very particular to individual diseases, or do they share some kind of common approach in addressing the inflammation underlying these conditions? Well, uh, it's where a lot of people do where targeted, um, and let's say a disease target, 
you can actually create a molecule just target that particular uh, disease. And in our case, it's not. In our case, it's very broad because uh, we believe, and it's a lot of very strong scientific, uh, credible reference saying it, our health is really based on a very strong immune system. So, so when we build something like this and we build a, a, a molecule and can really make uh, where we strengthen our old immune system. So in a sense, and let the immune system come back um, to do their job because that's how why uh, they keep us uh, alive and keep us strong. So, and then we decorate further um, to really address the senescent uh, cells. So all together, and to put, put it um, short, yes, we create a molecule, not a target and one particular disease. It's basically targeting all age-related disease because they have a common denominator. Uh, we understand if you really able to create a, a molecule to make our immune system strong again, you can ask the immune system to deal with uh, age-related disease rather than one by one and to target one particular indication. That's how we do it. So to answer your question, short, it, it is uh, simply we create a platform and with a single molecule and can address a lot of uh, age-related disease. And we have done a lot of work and the research, and so it is true. And this molecule, the first one we create, we call it 921A, XCW921A, and it worked really well against, uh, for instance, cancer, diabetes, and also uh, neurodegenerative disease. So I think it can be done, uh, but I think the fundamental is how to create something and uh, to get way of what I mentioned, the senescent cell and also the factor they secrete, create the chronic information. You can address a lot of disease way for me. Well, let, let's talk about ACW9218. This is in development for a number of cancers. The right. lead indication is pancreatic cancer. Why start with pancreatic cancer? Well, uh, if you look at the molecule, we call it XCW9218. It have two components in it. Uh, one component says we call it the IL-15. That's a cytokine that can stimulate the immune system. Uh, the most powerful cytokine can stimulate so-called the NK cell, the T cell, the one after the disease cell, including cancer. Now, but also pancreatic cancer have another big problem. Why is no drug effective against them? Because the cancer cell, pancreatic cancer cell, they secrete a lot of so-called uh, immunosuppressive uh, cytokine, and particularly TGF-beta. This is so powerful, uh, the TGF-beta, they secrete. Their job is shut down the immune system, so the immune system cannot get to them, uh, even get to them, they are not non-functional because it's TGF-beta. So the molecule we create, we put a so-called trap on it. We call it TGF-beta trap. 
so you can emergence the drug go into the uh, pancreatic cancer site. And on one hand, they create the immune uh, cells so they are very effectively with one after the cancer uh, pancreatic cancer cell. On the other hand, they can neutralize the TGF beta. So the TGF beta, the cancer cell secretes no longer can shut down the immune system. So now the, the molecule can run after them and uh, the immune system can kill off the cancer. Now, pancreatic cancer is particular, this is a major problem. Um, and now because we have the TGF beta trap on it, uh, we think it's particularly designed to take care of the pancreatic cancer uh, cell weakness and we can get away of them. Also, another thing I want to mention, uh, pancreatic cancer is known. Uh, it's very fibrotic, mean all the chemotherapy, or the, even the email therapy, they cannot penetrate into the pancreatic cancer because they are very fibrotic. And the fibrotic, uh, so we call the fibrosis, is also created by TGF-beta. So, so this molecule, again, um, and the TGF-beta trap proportion do two functions. One is uh, shut down the, the TGF-beta secreted by the cancer cells so they no longer immune suppress them. On the other hand, they shut down the TGF-beta so they no longer can put up this so-called fibro- fibrosis and keep the, uh, the drug away from them. So we hit them by many, many ways um, and to make sure they have no defense so uh, the immune cell can penetrate and kill them off. So, so what exactly does the drug do once it's in the body? Well, the drug it does, and it's simply this way, for pancreatic cancer, Number one, they would secrete, uh, they would um, uh, promote and activate the immune system, particularly the NK cell, the T cell, and those are the cells capable to recognize the cancer cell and kill them all. Now, they also um, and would um, able to break up the defense um, in the pancreatic cancer, and so that because they set up the TGF beta. And so now the immune cell can penetrate inside and the activate uh, cell can kill off the cancer. So they all happen uh, and in, in, well, in the surface of the pancreatic cancer tumor and also and inside and uh, they can penetrate and need the immune cell to kill them all. What are other indications are you pursuing with this? Well, actually... This uh, molecule could be basically uh, enhance the chemotherapy. Uh, now, chemotherapy these days is standard of care for almost all solid tumor or or hemologic um, uh, tumor. And but the problem of the the uh, chemotherapy is again, they they really don't kill off the cancer cell. They just uh, really create senescent cell, so they no longer replicate. So, so the doctor will tell you, "Great, you have a response," uh, because the tumor no longer grow. And but the problem is, those cells would come back to replicate again. Those uh, and and then uh, would 
really give you the relap and also the so-called metastasis to go to distant tissue and kill the patient. Now, the interesting one, I mentioned that this, this drug, uh, XCW921A, it can lead the immune cell to kill off the senescent cancer cell. So it can emerge, and we already have the uh, data to show, if you let the chemotherapy to hit the cancer cell, and then at the same time bring in our, our drug, XCW921A, you can you can get away the senescent cell created by the chemotherapy. In that way, you completely get away of the cancer cell. And and so you can prevent the V-lab um, and also the metastasis um, anyway. With that way, in a sense, you can treat all cancer. Uh, and indication, not just pancreatic, you could be like colon rectal cancer, breast cancer, ovarian, and um and and post-day. This is exactly what we are doing. Uh we are setting up another trial, is one thing after the other solid tumor, and particularly focus on ovarian cancer, post-day cancer, uh corn rectal cancer, uh, and breast cancer. So it's really a platform um and can deal with all cancer and and take advantage of the what the uh, chemotherapy, chemotherapy create for us and using their weakness and, and kill off the cancer cell. At the same time, would you expect to try it in combination with other immunotherapies? Yeah, we do. And the standard care today, I mean, besides chemotherapy, uh, you heard a lot about so-called uh, therapeutic antibodies. And they also have checkpoint inhibitors. And we have done the work to show that uh, the power of this drug not just uh, enhance the chemotherapy to get away of the so-called uh, um, uh, well, uh, chemotherapy-induced senescent cell enhance their activity. They also enhance uh, the activity of therapeutic antibody and also enhance the checkpoint inhibitor. So uh, the drug is ideal that's in combination with chemotherapy, uh, therapeutic antibody, and checkpoint inhibitor to give the patient much better response. And I think uh, we have done that in in way with uh, animal model to demonstrate that we are really excited. This is the area we get into at first. You're also developing cell-based therapies. Your lead program here is an AML and is focused on NK cell expression. What happens to the immune system in AML and how is it driving the disease? Well, the disease now is uh, people believe again because our immune system is malfunction when we get old, particularly in people who have the AML. So the idea to do that is really take uh, the patient or a donor and particular focus so so-called lateral killer cell, that's the NK cell. And we can stimulate them again uh, outside of the body and we call it ex vivo cell-based therapy. So we create molecule and when those uh, um, email cells like the NK cell when they see our molecules and they would become so-called 
uh, super killer, and we call it mem um, and so called memory light NK cell. And those, when you put it back into the body of the patient, and they would be able to one after the cancer cell AML uh, here. So, and that's the basic idea. It's very, very similar to uh, like the CAR T uh, therapy, but the advantage doing the NK cell therapy is safety. Because the uh, CAR T have a lot of side effects, we see a side effect, and sometimes even kill the patient. Um, and but NK cell have been proven that is much safer, and they do not uh, induce the side effect like the CAR T would would uh, and induce, and have very, very similar anti tumor activity. So I think. We use the platform technology to create molecules, particularly promote the generation or, or expansion of the memory light NK cell and use cell therapy and to put it back into patient, the one after AML. Those are the lead product, but that's not our own focus because the company want to, its own, want to do simple uh and drug simply we can do sub Q injection and you can you can do it in the doctor's office or you can actually even do it at home uh, in the future and simply just inject and then uh, not very frequently and directly get away the cancer. That's the company focus. So the other cell-based therapy, we just license it to the other uh, company, let them uh, focus on the cell-based therapy. And in this case, we just um, two products. We license to another company. Now they are doing it. Um, and, and but it's not our own trial. We just license the molecule so they can use it. Your stock is trading at a, a third of its fifty-two week high at around two and a half dollars. How far will existing funding take you? And how do you think about funding options to advance your pipeline, given where your stock price is? Well, the the lucky thing is, uh, we did a fifty six uh, million IPO, and we are very capital efficient. The money so far we are on hand and can easily last us for another two years uh, without doing additional financing. And we doing a lot of thing. Uh, we really think this coming year. Uh, we make our stock uh, and much more attractive for a higher level. And that time, we can consider to do uh, additional equity uh, financing like that. But we also, I want to mention that because we have uh, collaboration, partnership, we licensing our molecule tool to the other company, and we own company stock. So that could be another non-dilutive financing. We basically sell the holding on them and get the capital we need or we want to move on that without selling our own equity. So we have many, many different ways to do it. And um, in particular, when we further and further into the clinic and um, and people knowing us outside more and more and and also understand we have a powerful tech platform technology 
and molecule can address a lot of um, age-related disease, I think our stock would go back up. But again, um, and we are aware of the mistake when we need the money, uh, we should be able to get what we want. But in terms of what revenue we're going to go, either to sell the other, to non-dilutive funding, or sell our own equity, I think at that time, and we would carefully look at it. But uh, because the long one way we so far we have created, give us a lot of options to do so. Hing Wong, CEO of HCW Biologics. Hing, thanks so much for your time today. Oh, thank you very much for your invitation. Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.